I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, Honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hola, my name is Carlos Jimenez and I represent Florida's 26th Congressional District. Hola, my name is... Hola, my name is... Hola, my name is... My name is... My name is... My name is... Carlos Jimenez, Republican, United States Representative from Florida, who is currently serving his first term in Congress. Leadership in government and service is not a first for him. Being a retired firefighter, he was then elected to fire chief back in 1991. No, I was serving, appointed. Uh, not elected. That's not, an appointed position. Appointed. Right. Not elected. Appointed. I'm sorry. Appointed to fire chief in 1991 before serving as city manager, then commissioner, and ultimately a two-term mayor of our awesome Miami-Dade County, the 305. Two and a half terms. Two and a half terms. Yes, I was, was elected three times. That's Congratulations. Thank you. And that ran from 2011 to 2020. That's correct. There we go. Two and a half terms. There. You got that right. I okay. got that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Something okay. right. Right. Okay. Finally, uh, it turned out to be a logical career progression for him, of course, since politics is mostly about putting out fuegos, putting out <laughs> fires. And as a Cuban who immigrated with his parents in 1960, in the wake of the Cuban Revolution, then settling into what became Miami's Little Havana, Representative Jimenez knows a lot about the dangers of fiery rhetoric. In fact, he's part of a group of incoming Republican senators called the Freedom Force. Representatives. Representative. I'm a representative. Remember that. Okay. We're going to talk about the difference between senators oh, big, and representatives. Big, 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 big and difference. And that's yes. why we're doing this podcast, to okay. educate as well. All right. You always reach across the aisle. You put out the fire and you get things done. Bienvenido to Hola, my name is the podcast. Always good to see you, my friend. Happy to be in your awesome new office here. Thank you. I appreciate it. In the Capitol. It. Yes. Uh, this is one of the oldest buildings. This is the oldest building. This is the oldest uh, office building. Is the Cannon building. It's the first one built. Uh, so you can see, you know, it's got the real traditional kind of styling, very high, high ceilings. Uh, and all, but it, all of it is being renovated right now. It's got awesome crown molding. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's. I'm in love cool. with this building. It's a cool place. Yeah. Okay, the difference between a congressman and a representative. None. Well, a congressman and a senator. Yes, right. A congressman is a representative and a, con- a member of Congress. I'm sorry. Okay, a member of Congress is a a you new term. The term is representative. That's uh, uh, there are 435 members of Congress. It's, it's the lower chamber, of the, it's the House, and you have the House and you have the Senate, and that's, that's, that encompasses uh, Congress. There's 100 senators, there's 435 congressmen and women representing uh, you know, the 50 states and some of the territories. So there are actually some congresspeople from here that are like Puerto Rico, even though it's not a state. Okay, They have a representative here. Uh, they get to vote on a lot of things, but not at the end. At the end, only 
Only uh, congressmen and women that represent the states uh, have a vote um, on the House on the House floor. This is new for you. Yes. Uh, anything surprised you? You thought it was going to be one way and ended up being totally different. No, not really. I, th I thought I thought it was going to be more bipartisan because the the um, the gap or whatever the the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, is very very small. And so the, the Democrats have, um, are the majority party. They have a gap of about five seats. Um, and so seeing that, I thought, okay, well, we could probably work together, have to work together because there's only five seat difference, mm -hmm. right? But what surprised me is that the Democrats have been very, very unified, uh, have not broken rank, and have re really passed... You know, for me, some radical stuff that I thought would never pass. Um, and so that's the one thing that's surprising to me. But outside of that, you know, not much surprised me about, uh, you know, what goes on here, how, how it happens. I'm learning because I come from an administrative role as mayor of Miami-Dade County, the strong mayor of Miami-Dade County. I actually ran the administration. I'm not running the administration here. Now I'm one of 435. I'm one of 213 members of Republican members of Congress. There's committee structures there, you know, this, the way things are done here, you, know, you just can't snap your fingers and say, hey, go fit, fix that pothole, okay? We have to vote on it to fix that pothole, right? right? And you have to, you know, draw up legislation to fix the pothole, right? And so... Is this job more difficult than your job as mayor, as your job as commissioner when you ran a fire department? No, it's, uh, it's, not, as, it's not as difficult as mayor. As mayor of Miami-Dade County, you are... I re first of all, I represent 3 million people. I only represent 800,000 as, as a representative. Is it different? Is it a different league? Yeah, I'm in a much different league. We're talking about, you know, uh, the areas that we talk about are, are countrywide, right? Um, global, you know. Um, and so, yeah, it's a different league. But um, as mayor of Miami-Dade County, I was responsible for uh, 28,000 employees, making all the major decisions day-to-day, uh, -day, you know, uh, that, that actually affected the lives of people every single day. We here in, in you know, in Congress, uh, the federal government affects your life without a doubt, but it doesn't affect it to the same level as your local government does or your state government does. They're much more closer to you. Um, but we, you know, our, our, our effects are, are nationwide and globally and so, no, I, I wouldn't say that it's more difficult. Mayor Miami-Dade is more difficult than being a congressperson. Being a commissioner of Miami-Dade is not as difficult as being a, a congressperson. So if I can, if that, if that kind of solves it for you, okay? Uh, and I was a commissioner at one time. It's not as difficult. The decisions you're making as a commissioner, you know, don't have the same counter ramifications that you do as a congressperson. Well, I want to thank you and your staff because we walked in and we were uh, received with awesome Cuban coffee. Con espumita. Con espumita. Con espumita. Que bueno. Okay. Están aprendiendo. Bien. Muy bien. Muy bueno. Así que felicidades a todo tu staff que está por acá. Y me dice que fue un venezolano que hizo el café cubano. Le quedó muy bueno. Has the reaction from fellow congressmen surprised you when it comes to what's happening currently in Cuba. You were born in Cuba. You are from South Florida. You know the struggles of other Cuban people. And after, you know, el 11 de julio, and now more currently in 15 de noviembre, and we know that 
Cubans were once again terrorized and they weren't allowed to come out and speak yeah. their mind and más represión que, 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 que nunca. Does it surprise you that more people aren't uh, tied into what's going on to our neighbors to the south in Cuba and the suffering of the Cuban people? Well, I, I, look, what, one thing that there is, there are a few bipartisan issues here uh, in this Congress. One of them is Cuba. All right? And so um, the, our South Florida delegation, including the Democrats, are solidly with us. Like we are, you know, some of our uh, Democrat colleagues from South Florida are very tied into Israel. We are also tied, very tied into Israel. And so, you know, you know we, we support the, the Israeli cause. They support the Cuban cause. And, and so we've, we've found a synergy there. Look, we just had a, a resolution that was put together by Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, a Democrat, that uh, stood in uh, solidarity with the Cubans' right to, to protest on the island, to do it in a, in a, in a peaceful way, asked the Cuban government not to be repressive, also asked for the liberation of, uh, and freeing of, of political prisoners. That got bipartisan support. Unfortunately, 40 Democrats voted against it, but that's 40 out of 220, all right? So the, uh, the vast majority of Democrats and all Republicans, except maybe one, okay, voted for the resolution. And so that shows that there's pretty good bipartisan support for a free, you know, democratic uh, Cuba. Um, now, you know, it, that, you know, is, is, is pleasant. And I think that's something that, that that's, that's the right thing to do. Um, but, you know, if, if, you're, if you're asking me, you know, uh, is there any surprises here? It was, it, it, it's pretty partisan, you know, it, it's pretty partisan. And so it's more partisan than I thought it would be. Um, and again, um, even with a, only a five seat majority, you'd figure that you'd have to work more across the aisle. But I found it very, very partisan in that most Republican amendments to bills are rejected. Um, and then basically the majority, the majority rules, the majority rules here, the majority rules. Um, and it's unfortunate we should have more give and take, but that's, that's not the case right now. What can we as a country and what should we as a country be doing more for and more to help the Cuban people? attain their freedom? Well, I mean, everybody's asked for, we know we have the technology, everybody's asked for a way to break through this, you know, internet uh, silence that everyone, everyone, so they shut it down or they limit access to certain sites, et cetera. And we have the technology to break through that. So we've asked, you know, on numerous occasions, the Biden administration to utilize that technology so the Cuban people inside the island can communicate with themselves, but more importantly, also communicate with the outside world. Um, and you know, they're not asking for, you know, they're not asking for remittances. They're not asking for food. They're not asking for vaccine. They're asking for Liberty. They're asking for freedom. Um, and so the more images of repression, et cetera, go out. All right. You know, I think the myth that somehow this is a romantic revolution, that somehow the people of Cuba are with this revolution has been broken, especially by the young and the artists, you know, uh, uh, and the movement that that's going on there, and so more and more foreign countries are saying, "Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, there was rep- there is repression there." You know, the people really want freedom and liberty, and it's not this you know Cuban mafia, okay, that's that's telling this, right? Um, that's that's good, and that gives me hope. You know, uh, it gives me hope for 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 the future. Uh, and once the Cuban f- people, and it's, this is easier said than done. All right, once the Cuban people then lose their fear 
of the regime, then the regime will, will come. They still have it, and the Cuban you know regime still you know incorporates you know brutal tactics in order to instill that fear, to reinstill that fear, so that you know they basically keep a lid on this genie. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. If if the United States has a capability to help the Cuban people through through you know supplying uh, internet, we obviously have the technology to do so. It's part of the president said at one point as well that that he agreed he agreed with that. Why why is that taking so long in your opinion? Oh, I think well because you're surrounded by people that are sympathetic to the Cuban regime. Uh, people that have taken uh, groups of people to Cuba, all right, to to show them, you know, uh, the, the the good parts of the revolution, etc. And so there, it's ideology. And so the president has surrounded himself in his in the State Department and the security services, etc., with people that are somewhat sympathetic to the Cuban regime. Um, and so um, they do have the technology. They they're going to give us lip service. They're going to say the right things. Remember, I, I what I've always said about this president. And his administration is never listen to what he says. Only look at what he does. Right. And this president may say the right things, but never does the right things. And so he is, you know, historically been on the wrong side of history. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think that's going to change. He's going to say the right things. Oh, I'm going to do this. I want to bring back the country together. And yet he's probably split this country even more than than we had before okay so he hasn't done anything to unify the country and in, in, in essence he's actually grown this rift between right and left uh further and further apart because of the policies that he's wanted to instill 
which are for me, you know, going f- further and further left, bringing this uh, country further and for- further to, you know, some kind of a, you know, socialist, you know, society, which I am vehemently against, and I will fight it to my last breath. Thirteen U.S. presidents have come and gone uh, since Fidel Castro sequestró a Cuba back in 1950, yeah. 1959, We're not, it's not going to, that's not, not practical. That's, that's not, not practical. Real into, it's in, not going to happen. And anybody right. says, oh, I'm calling for military because intervention. Because of the allies that Cuba has. Right. Because- there's no, there's, that's not going to happen. All right. But uh, political pressure, economic mm-hmm. pressure, continuing the economic pressure, allowing the Cuban people to communicate with themselves, using our te- technology to make sure that, you know, because I believe at the end it has to come from inside the island. All right. Now I see signs of that, you know, uh, forming, especially with young people that even people that were brought up and indoctrinated in the system are rejecting the system. And when you have that, then I think that's the beginning of the end. Um, and, and, and show them that we would support them, that we're behind them, you know, um, and that it, it, for the regime, it doesn't pay to continue you know, on, on this path. And so uh, will it happen tomorrow? I don't know. It could happen tomorrow. Tomorrow it could be all spent spontaneous. Remember what happened to the Soviet Union and... and And Eastern Europe, you know, nobody knew that it was going to happen, right? You know, Reagan said, tear down the wall, the conditions were right, and then the people rose up, and millions of people rose up, uh, and then the security apparatus couldn't deal with millions of people at the same time, calling for change, and all collapsed. So it's going to be something like that, where millions of people just rise up and say enough, okay? And then the security apparatus says, well, I better, I think I better go to this side now, Uh, and uh, because this is the beginning of the end for us. Um, I think when that happens, but it has to be, it has to, it's got to be organic inside. from within. From within. It has to be within with the support of the United States and the rest of the world that, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't recognize that government anymore. Mm-hmm. You're in a legit, legitimate government and, and uh, continuing the pressure, economic pressure and political pressure to help, to help that, that, um, that revolt that needs to happen from inside. Does it surprise you the more democratic uh, countries or people that claim that they you know, uh, respect and love and understand democracy, that uh, even the Catholic Church with the, the Pope is not stronger against the dictatorship and what's happening and the abuses that the Cuban people suffer every single day? Well, because, well, it, does it surprise me? No, I mean, they, they've, been, they've been supporting this, uh, this regime for, for a very, very, very long time. People are supposedly our friends, right? Uh, have been in there. Um, but what I see, there are signs that some of our friends are saying, wait a minute, hey, this isn't, this, this isn't just anti-American, mm-hmm. okay? This regime is anti its own people, right? Um, you know, so that's, that's what I've seen. I, I, you know, I saw a speech uh, from the uh, president of the, of the um, you know, community of Madrid uh, the other day. Uh, you know, calling for change, uh, et cetera. That's always, you know, now it's in Spain. Okay, Spain was, has been one of those that has helped, you know, uh, lift this, uh, keep, prop this, uh, this regime going for a long time. Uh, on the bad side, on the flip side of that, you have Venezuela, you have Nicaragua, then you have 
you know, you know, Bolivia and some of those other countries that are maybe turning more to the left. Okay, uh, there, you know, things may be happening in Brazil may, later on. Things happening in Argentina that again will end up starting to prop up, you know, the uh, the regime. But uh, right now, pressure has to be has to be put on Venezuela and Nicaragua and Cuba. Cuba is the cancer. Cuba is the one that has to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one that's spreading this revolution. You know, revolution all the way around, all the way around. Latin America, and we as Americans should should have a doctrine, and there should be a Monroe Doctrine of democracy in the Americas, um, and that we don't tolerate, we won't tolerate, you know, dictatorships. No matter if they're right, left, it doesn't matter. We just won't tolerate dictatorships. Okay, this should be the hemisphere of democracy, and America should be the leader in that. And you know, I hope maybe there should be a Monroe Doctrine 2.0. Okay, that we won't tolerate, you know, uh, uh, dictatorships. It's got to be democracy. They don't have to be necessarily be pro-American democracies. It's just democracies, all right. Um, and then you know, I think things will have a w- way of working out. But but um, yeah, it's uh, I, I do see signs of it on some of our allies seeing the truth, finally realizing what the truth is in Cuba, especially since those demonstrations that happened. And then the repression that the people that the world has seen. That's why it's so important to reestablish uh, communications and internet so that the world can see what's happening in Cuba, uh, and that this rosy pic- picture that the you know the Castro Diaz Canal you right. know clan shows the rest of the world you know that they're revolutionaries and they're for the people and oh look at a, you know the literacy that 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 this idiot you know senator bernie sanders says oh they're more literate like we were some you know we were in the, the stone ages back in 1959 okay. Um, you know, oh, that the, the greatness of this this revolution. Yeah, okay, they can all read, uh, and they can all be, but they're all equal. Yeah, they're all equally miserable, all right, because that's all that uh, communism and socialism brings to you. Let's focus back on the states for for a minute. Um, you mentioned a little while ago about the divide that we currently have in in, in the country, and it's a right scary that things have gotten you know to the point where we don't agree to disagree. Uh, now it's just uh, who who is. Who screams the loudest? Yeah. And I think it goes for, for both parties, right? The radical right and the radical left. You know, my opinion, you know, Trump on the, on, on the far right and AOCs on the, on the far left. And where are the moderates? Where are the, you know, I grew up and my dad always told me, you know, este país es el mejor país del mundo. And I totally agree with him. And I was born here thanks to the fact that this country opened its arms to my parents and my grandparents. My dad always said, always says, uh, you know, this country has always done well when it's governed down the middle, not too far to the right, not too far to the left. But now the loudest voices are, are the, most, the most radical ones are the ones that have taken over the conversation. And the the people in the middle, the moderate voices are kind of silenced out. Does that does that worry you? Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, um, I think the country is a center right country. I don't think it's a center country. I think it's a center right country. Um, and and that. Um, we have gotten, we splintered off, you know, and, uh, look at my party, we have a far right, uh, segment and, and the Democrat party definitely has a far left segment. All right. Which I can't coming here. I, I came here with the full intention of being bipartisan. All right. But I've seen the other party now has been taken over by this element. Okay. And I will fight it tooth and nail. I will not sit by idly by and say, yeah, I can, I can go ahead and, and give a little bit, give a, get a little bit. Cause before you know it, I'm there. Okay. And I'm not. All right. And so, um, I came here with a full intention of being bipartisan. I'm probably one of the most bipartisan members of Congress when you look at my, my, my voting record, but I will not vote for certain things just to get along. Uh, you have to fight for your principles. You have to say, no, you have to plant a flag and say, this is as far as I go. And this is what I believe in. And you have to fight for the principles that you believe in. 
Uh, they're fighting for the principles they believe in, okay? And I am adamantly against a lot of the things that they want to do because I know where that, that ends up. You know, this whole woke atmosphere that you, know, you got to be politically correct. We can't even laugh at each other anymore or laugh with each other anymore uh, because you're going to be destroyed. Uh, you know, this is it's going way, way too far. And I've seen this before. And I think, you know, your parents saw it, okay, where you can't say something and you can't express your opinion and uh, you better do this and you better do that or else somebody's going to destroy you. Uh, we have to fight back against it with all of our hearts because we have to get back to where the America that I, that I came here for, which is free speech. If you don't like what somebody said, well, you didn't like what somebody said. What can I tell you? You, you express your opinion. You express your opinion. You don't try to destroy somebody because they have a different opinion than you. Uh, and this is what I'm seeing, man, that people it's not are the that I of course grew not. up in, the, the America that I've grown to right. but love. It's now, but now you can't say anything about anything. You can't express your opinion and then try to shut you up. And I know what that's about. You know, Where does that come from? Oh, that comes that from... That whole cancel culture as well? That cancel culture is It's very dangerous. Is That's a lot of harm. Oh, I think it's extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous, all right? That you can't speak your mind and you're afraid to speak your mind. Uh, that's not America, okay? That's not, not America, not the America I came to, and that's certainly not the America I want my children or grandchildren to live in. They should be able to speak their mind however they want, and it shouldn't cost them their job or this or that or their career or whatever because somebody said one wrong thing 50 years ago, okay? Hey, you know, we're all human, all right? And so, you know, and then it's, it's somebody can say one thing and as long as it's okay because it's woke, right, but it's just as racist or whatever as ever as somebody from the right and then you get all, and then you get, you, get uh, you know, destroyed. The right person gets destroyed. The left person, no, well, you know, we can live with that. No, 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 no. I will fight for that person's right to say that, right or left. I may not like it, but I'll fight for that person's right to say it. And, and that's America. That's true America. And then you go to a college when somebody can't speak on, on campus because a bunch of students go, no, you don't want to hear it. Well, if you don't want to hear it, don't hear it. All right? But, but you know, don't, don't, uh, you're, not, you're not there. To, you're not my police that policing my right to hear whatever I want to hear. And at the end of the day, I have to figure out whether I agree with it or don't agree with it. I'm for in favor of it or against it. That's America. All right. And debate is good. Debate on everything is good. And that we determine what we believe in, not you determining what I'm going to listen to, what I can listen to and what I can't listen to. All right. That's the America I grew up in. All right. And that's the America that my children and my grandchildren should grow up in, not having somebody out there censoring what I can hear or not. Now, do I want, you know, is is all speech, you know, you know, uh, right? No, look, obviously you, you can't say fire in the middle of a of a theater and cause a storm and people die. Right. OK, you need to be responsible with you our, have to be responsible with our speech and what we say. And how but we express who is as well? the sure. arbiter of truth here? Right. So, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, they, they, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop story came out just before the, the election. And then you had 64 or whatever intelligence officers say, well, it's probably Russian propaganda, blah, 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 blah. And then Twitter and everybody else starts shutting down the story about this laptop. It turned out to be true. It turned out to be true. You know, so who's the arbiter of this truth, this truth meter, all right? At the end, you and I have to be the arbiter of truth meter, okay? I have to determine what I think is right. You have to determine what to think, think is right. That's what America is, okay? Within bounds, obviously. I'm not sure. saying unfettered. Well, where where are know. those bounds, though, right? When people, 
in not just in America, people in the world these days pick and choose what they think is right. A lot of people have chosen to ignore science, ignored, chose to ignore uh, facts, create their own facts of what they feel is. But that's it's, your. It's your right. It's not to, an opinion. It's, it's your. It's your right to ignore what you want to ignore. Okay. It is. Yes. You're right. Okay. Yes, but okay. it is our responsibility, I think, as well. At least the way I look at it as a broadcaster, right? That if the wall is blue, I can't come out unless I'm colorblind and I don't see it. You know, it's, right. I see it a different color. But if I know the wall is blue and I'm lying to people and telling them that the wall is red, that, that's, that's that's something that's different. It's very irresponsible. That's right. It's wrong. But if it's teal, well, it's just a shade of blue. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you know the 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 problem is that no, you know, uh, you have now the truth people, yeah. the truth police that sometimes isn't telling you the truth. Okay. So. You know, for for how many years did we have that somehow the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia? It's turned out to be a bunch of baloney. The whole thing was a hoax. And yet you had reputable mm-hmm. news organizations, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, New York, the, the Washington Post, all I'm saying, all this Russian collusion stuff, it turned out to be fabricated by the Democrat Party and, Cl- and Hillary Clinton. The whole thing. Where's the retraction? Now that they turned out, hey, that all that was baloney, right? Where is that? Where is it? And yet, no, this is the truth. This is true. It turned out to be all false. So the people are supposed to protect us, mm-hmm. right? They've been corrupted. They've been corrupted by ideology, all right? And so we need to get back to a press, which is real, a real press, which is a free press, a free press, all right, with free thought and, and a press that will give you who, what, when, where, how, and not interject all of their opinions into how their stories are written, even though... Everybody's human, and you're going to interject your own opinion how uh, a story is written. But what happened there? So supposedly the arbiters of truth, the ones that are supposed to give us the facts, et cetera, et cetera, failed us uh, for four years. For four years, okay? So now when people say, hey, I may not believe this, all right, it's their own doing. Right. It's their own doing. All right. And so you have to be real careful. I mean, for yeah. me, I'd rather listen. I, I read a, a, a certain, um, uh, there's a website that I read that mm-hmm. has articles from the left and from the right. Okay. And then I determine what I believe. These are opinion articles. These are articles. Some of them are opinions. Some of them are written. You know, these are opinion articles from the left and from the right. It's, you know, you get one from the right, you get one from the left, you get one from the right, from the left. And then, you know, nobody's, nobody's censoring that. I read it. I read the right, I read the left, then I determine what I think, you know, makes sense to me, all right? And that's, that's the America I grew up in, right? Um, and so, you know, that's where I stand on this, you know? And, and that's, unfortunately, we've gotten to this polarizing place, yeah. and we need to come, somehow come back to the middle. Because most Americans are in the middle. I think most Americans are in the middle, and, and a little bit to the right, center right. I think that's where they're at. You accept the results of our last presidential elections? Yes, I do. You don't think there was any type of fraud? You don't think that there was um, no? What I do think interference. Hap- no, what I do think has happened is that there was some changes in election law that should not have been allowed because the state legislators are the ones who are supposed to make those changes, and it's not up to bureaucrats to make those changes. That's why I voted against certifying, you know, um, Arizona and Pennsylvania. Okay, because there were bureaucrats that made changes to election law, and they're not supposed to, because the Constitution says. And that happened just prior to the election. That happened prior to the election. That's right. Okay, and they used COVID as the vehicle. COVID nineteen was used as the vehicle to change this election law, and so that's why I voted against certifying Arizona and Pennsylvania. Now, mind you, 
even voting against Arizona and Pennsylvania would not have changed the outcome of the election, right? Unlike what happened in 2005, when 31 Democrats and a whole bunch, about 100 of them, actually uh, either voted against or abstained from certifying Ohio. Had the results of Ohio been changed, then uh, George Bush would not have been president. So he said, nobody talks about that, okay? So it was okay back in 2005 for a bunch of Democrats to uh, challenge the results of Ohio, and a whole bunch of them did, either by voting no, 31 voted not to, and another 80 or so voted to abstain, all right? But, it's, but somehow, hey, uh, for us voting on two states that wouldn't have changed the results of the, of the election, oh my God, that's, that's horrible, horrible, horrible. I voted my conscience. Look, there were things there. This is what the Constitution says. You shouldn't have done that, okay? Now, do I, do, have I ever said that, you know, that Joe Biden's not the, the president of the United States? Nope. I said, no, he's, he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's my president. And, um, you know, that's the results of the election. As far as I know right now, yep, that's the results of the election. And we need to move on. Whatever happens, we need to move on anyway. All right. And uh, if not, what do we risk? How much damage do we do as Americans to each other or when people don't accept the results of the election? We do a great deal of damage, but also remember this, okay, back in 2016, okay, people were trying to delegitimize the election of President Trump by saying that he was in cahoots with the Russians, which turned out to be a big hoax, which was perpetrated by who? Who? You're looking at me with a blank face. You don't have the answer to that I, one yet? I'm not sure. There's a lot of people that repeat that. So who uh, is actually responsible for that? Well, yeah, I think you need to, to, to look at the, the people that have been indicted, okay, of the Durham report or the Durham uh, investigation who's mm -hmm. been indicted mm -hmm. and what they have said and who really was involved in that, all right? And so, you know, this, that needs to stop. It needs to stop on both sides, all right? Whoever becomes the president needs to be the president. That's it, okay? All right? And so uh, in 2024, I hope we're past this and that we have an election and that uh, the, the elections are, are provided uh, under the Constitution, which says that the state legislators uh, determine the means and methods of elections. And, uh, and then we move forward from there. And then whatever happens, happens. Whoever's elected president, that's our president. And, uh, and we move forward as a country, a unified country under you know, a president that we all say, yeah, that's a legitimate president. We've talked a lot about a, the problems. And by the way, I, I consider Joe Biden a le the legitimate president. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. My name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en, en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. We've talked about a lot of things that are wrong with the country, but there's a lot of things that are great about our country and that we are getting right. What are some of those things you think we are doing right right now that we should continue? Well, I think we're being becoming a much cleaner country. Um, um, again, one of the things that I don't agree with is what's happening with our energy industry and the destruction of our energy industry. I believe in all kinds of energy, all right? And I believe we need to be energy independent. I think it's vitally important for us to be energy independent. Uh, and so I don't think you can throw out one sector of our energy producing um, um, sector and, and, and you're not going to be energy independent. We're going to be dependent on somebody else, okay? We need to be energy independent. Um, You know, we, you know, the way that uh, our technology uh, is, is moving, um, um, you know, at this point, I'm not really happy about, you know, what we're doing with our military. I'm not really happy with how we are confronting, you know, China. I am hopeful that we're starting to bring back our supply chain back to the United States. Some of the things that are happening, I think we are probably leading in how we're dealing with COVID-19. We developed the vaccine. Hopefully more and more of our people are getting vaccinated uh, and then we can move past the, you know, this, uh, this pandemic, all right? Uh, and we need to move past this pandemic uh, to open up our economy again. Um, and so, you know, there are things that are going right, but there are a lot of things that I'm not happy with right now. You know, I'm not happy with inflation. I'm not happy with with uh, many of the things that this administration is doing on, on, the, on, the, on the home front and, and, and our external affairs. I'm just not happy. So I, I wish I could be more upbeat, all right? But we're seeing, you know, levels of inflation we haven't seen, you know, in over 30 years. We're seeing you know, America's credibility being um, diminished around the world. The pullout from Afghanistan, um, we're dealing now with Iran. I don't think we're dealing with them from a position of strength. We need to be, you know, we need to further our allies like Israel, you know, and strengthen our, our, our relationships with our allies around the world and show that America has resolve and America, you know, is still the, you know, the greatest and it still is the greatest country in the world. All right. But we can't, we can't just sit on our laurels. Okay. In order for us, we are the greatest country in the world, but we've got work to do to maintain being the greatest country in the world. On an even more serious uh, topic, uh, El Picadillo. El picadillo cubano. ¿Lleva pasas o no lleva pasas? Picadillo cubano. Yeah, do you like your picadillo with or without raisins? With raisins. <laughs> with raisins, sorry. 
I do. And I didn't before. I used to be a purist, right? And then, and then, uh, and then somehow somebody stuck some raisins in us. So you put raisins you in. I love with that. And I said, man, yeah, because I kind of like every time you that hit, sweet, a, hit sour. A, that sweet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a sweet, sour guy because I remember my father, um, my father, you know, God, God rest his soul, when he was alive, he, he taught me how, how to eat. Now, most people find this, they don't like this, but he would be eating picadillo, ajro, con, con huevo, right? Right? Uh, and then right next to that, he would take a couple of, uh, you know, a couple from Picadillo, and then he'd go over here and go, boop, and put it in his mouth. So it was that, that, that you know, that Salty sweet, sweet, yeah, sweet yeah, and the salty. And he taught me that, and I kind of like it. So that's why I kind of like, you know, bacon uh, donuts, you know. Uh, they, that's like the, politics. That's, it is, yeah. Right? They, it's yeah. salty. Yeah. But it can be sweet sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I... I I have to have something sweet with my with my dinner, lunch, or whatever, and I have no problem eating my dessert at the same time I'm eating my lunch or, or, or dinner. Now, I will eat my dinner and then eat my dessert the traditional way, but if you put it in front of me, I may just, you know, every once in a while, I'll grab a little piece and, you know, and sweeten it up a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, raisins. I'm okay with raisins. All right. For the holidays, it's okay. salty and it's sweet at the same time. It's picadillo con pasas with raisins. Mm-hmm. But you got to invite one of two young... Uh, you got to invite... You got to invite one of two uh, ladies to dinner with you for picadillo con pasas. AOC or Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> <coughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm going to ask my wife, okay? <laughs> and then she's going to tell she'll me. She'll decide for Oh, me. yeah, she'll decide because then I want to see that battle, okay? I want to see. What do you see. think she would pick? I think she'd pick Pelosi. Pelosi. Yeah, and then I want to see that battle. Yeah, I want to see. I'll just stand back and watch, okay? Because it's going to be classic, you know? But she'll take them. She'll she'll take she'll take them both on at the same time. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I mean, my wife held. I mean, gee, she can. She she ought to be here sitting instead of me. Uh, so yeah, she'll. Uh, I'll ask her. Hey, which one do you want to go? You know, go toe to toe with. And then uh, I think she'll say Pelosi. But uh, but maybe not. Maybe she'd want to go to you know toe to toe with uh, with AOC because I'm not going to go toe to toe. I'm just going to watch them battle it out. Yeah. And I, I got my money's on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much of work do you bring home? These conversations, you bounce them off people. You know, my look. Like, um, or you try to leave. I'm I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. Okay. You have to be. I have to be. Uh, when when I go home, I go home. Now, does work follow me? Sure, work follow me. Work follow me when I was mayor and all. But uh, um, so. You know, it's interesting that that my wife is the one that kind of brings things up. I mean, like, right? You know, I'm, I'm when I go home, I want to go home, right? She's the one. Hey, what about this? And hey, what about that? Uh, okay, honey, and and then we we talk about it, and then obviously, then friends of mine will call. Hey, oh, you should have voted this way, or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, okay, and and so um, it the work obviously follows me, but my what's important in my life. Um, and our family is, you know, is, uh, is God, family, you know, and then everything else, right? So um, this country is very important to me, um, God, family, and then country. And, and um, you know, for me, I, I do this, I do this work for my family. Because you could have retired family. after yeah. leaving Dade County and right. gone fishing. 
play golf? Golf, yes. I'll play golf. I'll, uh, I, I don't like fishing. Are you any good at it? Any good at golf? I'm a pretty good golfer. Yeah. yeah, I'm a pretty good golfer. I'm a shitty golfer. Yeah, well, you have to come out. I'll, let's see how you... I'll be cool. Let's see how help, you me with, help me with my swing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You could have retired taking some time off, but you decided to continue your service. Yeah. That was important for you. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I wasn't going to retire. Um, I don't feel like retiring. I don't want to retire. Um, you know, I... I um, I was, I was, I may have, you know, jumped back and become a commissioner, you know, uh, I may have done that. And I was mulling that over. And then I was asked to, you know, what I consider running for Congress. And most people thought, nah, he'll never run for Congress because, you know, he's been a mayor. He doesn't want to be a legislator, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, when somebody, they, when they asked me to run, I'm like, yeah, I think I, at least I'll consider it. And so I came up here and and Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, and I spoke, and I brought Lourdes with me, and and we sat down and why it was important for me to run. And and so he convinced me it was important for me to run because I don't want this country to go the way the country that I came from. I see things happening here, and it's not being dramatic, that, yeah, I see censorship, oh, God, uh, you know, I see, you know, uh, the government taking over more and more of our lives. Oh, and that's not not what I want for my children and my grandchildren. And so I'm about public service and and I enjoy public service. It's an honor to be in public service. And so, yeah, I, I said, OK, I'll, I'll go for Congress. And when I got here, you know, only 11000 people have ever served in Congress in the history of the United States. All right. And so it's a great honor to be here. And so for me, I still get a kick every time I come to the office, every time, you know, I look at the Capitol. Uh, if you don't get a, a tingle or something in, in you, then you shouldn't be here, you know. And so I still do. And I walk into this office and, man, I'm a, I'm a congressman. I'm a United States congressman. Here it's I am. It's a beautiful feeling. It is a beautiful feeling, especially, you know, you come, I came here when I was almost seven. I didn't speak a word of English when I got here. And uh, so it's Cuba to Congress. And... And so that's why I love this country. You know, how many, how many people can say that? You know, where, where else can you say that, right? You, you're, you come from a country, you're an immigrant, and, and you're a refugee. And, and, and I've, been, I've been so blessed in my life. You know, I joined the great fire department. I had a great career as a firefighter. I, I attained the level, you know, the, the fire chief was only like one in 700 people ended up being the fire chief, right? And then like, well, I'm 37. What am I going to do now? Uh, and then, okay, I'll try to be city manager. Okay, and only one in 4,000 end up being city manager, and nobody from the fire service had ever been a city manager. And I made city manager. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm city manager. Holy mackerel, you know? And then I retired, and then, wow, hey, I became a commissioner, and hey, I became the mayor of Miami-Dade County, you know? Um, and now I'm in Congress. I've been incredibly blessed, and I love this country. I love this country. I love my community. And, and I don't want it, uh, you know, I, I want to see it a certain way. And, and I want our freedoms to be preserved. And I want, you know, I fight, I'm fighting, you know, woke, this wokeness and all that. And you have to be politically correct and all that. No, you know, it's more important to have freedom of speech and freedom of thought um, and, uh, than it is to, gee, uh, 
you know, be politically correct in this, that, or the other. And so that's, that's what I'm fighting, you know, and, and I will continue to fight for that. And I'll continue to fight for freedom here in the United States and abroad, especially in my home country of Cuba and, and Latin America. And I also think that we, uh, America spends too much time looking towards Europe and to, and to the, and to the Pacific and not enough time looking South. Um, and, and we need to take care of our hemisphere. All right. And this should be the hemisphere of freedom. All right. And that's what I'm going to fight for. And so, you know, and until I'm too old to do that, um, you know, I'll continue to do that until somebody says, hey, you know, let somebody else, you know, take, take, do this. I'll continue to do that. And as long as the people of my district honor me with their vote, I'll continue to do that. Your awesome uh, immigrant story. And that's why I felt it important to talk to you uh, here in your first couple months. Yeah. In, 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 cool. your, in your new position. And just to close the uh, your when you left Miami-Dade County as mayor, your seat, your f- shoes were filled by the first female uh, mayor in the history of Miami-Dade County, Daniela Levincada. How's how's she doing? Oh, she's doing fine. She's she is she's you know she, her her instincts are to go f- much further left. Um, I think she's smart enough to know that you don't govern from the left in Miami-Dade. You govern from the middle. All right, because my I'm more much more conservative than she is. I'm fiscal conservative, and there and there are certain things that I did were part of my philosophy, which was fiscal conservatism. People should have the right to keep their money, but at the same time, you know, we made sure that our police department worked, mm-hmm. our fire department, all those things, those services worked. All right. So, any like real advice you've given her? Have you guys talked since uh, she was sworn in? No, there? no, you were no. Sworn and we talk every once in a while. She hasn't really called me for my my advice. Uh, Anything she, you're seeing from up here that you think she could do better? At this point, I think she she hired some pretty good people, you know, and she kept a lot of the people that I had, which were really good people. Um, and so, you know, we'll see, we'll see. You know, it takes a while for you to kind of put your imprint on on the county because it's like a big aircraft carrier. <laughs> and so we'll see. So it takes a while when you say, even if you say, "Gee, I want to go," you know, "I want to go go toward port." It takes a while. To turn uh, it takes it takes a while for that aircraft carrier to start turning to port. Port to the left, by the way. Uh, okay, yeah. Port starboard side. side. Starboard side. side. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm a shitty golfer, but I know a little uh, bit okay. about. Uh, All right. So I was port, a sea cadet when I was a teenager. She may want to turn the ship to the port a little bit. Okay. Uh, her priorities were very similar to mine, uh, okay. but she's got you know she's more community blah blah blah, and I'm more I was more uh, getting it done right, yeah. and then the services, and that I wanted the. I wanted to diversify the economy, and so a lot of the, the technology you're seeing coming to Miami now, we laid the groundwork for that many years ago, and and I'm glad to see that the fruits of, of that labor, you know, coming forth and diversifying the economy, and that Miami now is the hot and was becoming hot when I was a mayor, right? Um, and so those things are good, and she's continuing that. Um, she's more on the social services side, you know, those kind of things. I didn't ignore them, but she's more more focused in on that. Um, she's more community organizer. I was more of an administrator, right? Uh, a political, but administrator. So I wanted to run a really tight ship. You got your money's worth. Everything ran well. I had certain philosophy. You know, we had demonstrations, et cetera. No, you were going to protect your right to demonstrate, but you're not going to destroy gonna stuff destroy and burn stuff things down. And burn things down. You saw it. Now, now, now that happened. Okay. Right. All right. Um, and so hopefully she doesn't have that kind of a test. I thought she did okay. She did fine on, on Surfside, you know, helping the families again, and then allowed those professionals that knew how to run the operation to run the operation. That's, you know, one of the things that, that you have to, you know, tip your hat is you got to know what you know, you got to know what you don't know. 
All right? So the things that you know, go ahead and run them. The things that you don't know, let somebody else run them. But pick good people that are, the, that are strong in what you're weak in. Right? And so, you know, I think, you know, she's, she's got good people. So, uh, so far, so far, so good. You know, I, I gi- I'll give her a passing grade, even though she's on the other political spectrum than I am. So, yeah. <laughs> you were that, was hard, the TV. that was hard for me to say, too, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so, no, it's not. You, yeah, you, you always no. spoke in your mind. Yeah, yeah. She, whether, she's whether done, people she's are going to like it or not, you've always yeah, spoken in your mind. She's done fine, but we are definitely on different political spectrums. Yeah. But she's done fine. Yeah. If we added her to the three, to the Picadillo dinner, AOC, Pelosi, or Cava? Who would my wife want? No, who would you go to dinner with, if your wife okayed it? Oh, just me? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take uh, Levine Cava any day. <laughs> yeah, because we're now we're both mayors, so we can talk about we can talk about uh, joint experiences and, and, and all that. I have nothing in common with AOC, and I have very little in common with with Nancy Pelosi. I think she's very effective. Um, you know, you have to tip your hat. Uh, effective you know in guiding us in the wrong direction but she's effective that means she's she gathers all her cats and puts them all together and they all vote you know together so she's an effective speaker of the house for her party um not so sure she's that effective uh, for the country um a speaker i think should be more uh, inclusive and should be governing more from the middle uh she does she hasn't she doesn't um, that that's not her, and so, you know, is she effective? Yep, uh, but we have very very little in common, and and I don't think I've I may have said hello to her once. Okay, we don't really cross paths. So, um, so yeah, dinner I'll have dinner with Kava, um, but maybe my wife would probably want to have Why dinner am I with Nancy. You, I'm envisioning you like. Nancy Pelosi walking by and you holding your leg out like tripping her. No, I'm I don't. Kidding, I'm no, kidding, I'm no, kidding. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a gentleman. No, I, I wouldn't. You sure do, are. I'm a gentleman. I'm I, kidding. I would never ever do that. Uh, but I will. I do not like the direction she's taking us. Thank you for everything you've done for uh, the residents of Miami-Dade County. Thank you for representing uh, us in such a dignified way, and thank you for all the work that you're doing here for the residents of your district and uh, our awesome state of Florida. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank See you, Enrique. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. My name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. 
Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com.